Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for October 13, 2019. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co-pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon today is entitled, Grateful Even So. I wish I had written Anne Lamott's book called Help, Thanks, Wow, The Three Essential Prayers. If you don't know it, I commend it to you. You can read it in one night. I have returned over and over to her insight that in these three words lies the heart of faith. At some point, everyone calls out for help, and a simple acknowledgement of need gets at once to the fact of our essential finitude and to the reality of the divine. Whether literally acknowledging God or not, the sole deep impulse to cry for help is a prayer. Kelly Moore and Daniel Strokis were members of Park Road Baptist Church before Apple sent him to California. So Amy and I were honored when, after the move, they called and invited us to officiate their wedding. Yesterday afternoon, we gathered outside Asheville on a mountain crest overlooking the Blue Ridge Mountains. Daniel and Kelly said, I do. And all the rest of us just said, wow, look at that. Houston Smith, the leading scholar of world religions, says that all religion begins in awe. Wow. Again, a a recognition of our finitude and the face of something grand and mysterious. Anytime the moment catches your breath, the symphony, the scenery, the sensuality, and you say, wow, you have just offered a second prayer. And finally, and just as simply, just as essential to the human experience and interconnected with the first two is the experience of simple gratitude. In the 12th century, a strange mystic named Meister Eckhart put a fine point on this truth. If the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you, it will be enough. Yes. In that moment when a humble admission of need, help, is met with the inspiring recognition that we really are not alone in this wide world, wow. The only response is to offer some expression of simple gratitude. Thanks. Spirituality in its most basic form is a chosen orientation, a way of facing and responding to life. Will I face life fundamentally alone? I can do it myself. Or will I live into some basic recognition of a grand otherness, allowing God to frame my orientation to the world, the joys and the sorrows that come? Which will it be? We are here. We continue to choose to orient ourselves by a religious life, failed though the church has always been, because we have essentially answered that question. We do need. There is more. We will respond. 
And that response, gratitude, becomes our way of life. The ethical dimensions of life, the movement toward a simple justice, the conviction of a social justice is response. We love because God first loved us. Gratitude is never first order. It is reaction, not first action. Response, not initiative. Gratitude is paying forward something we have first received. Today's story from Luke's gospel is a story of gratitude. There is a simple message. Just say thank you. When only one of the cleansed lepers returns, Jesus says, were not ten made whole, but the other nine, where are they? There's a simple message. When you have received, say thank you. Just say thank you. Most of the time, by itself, that's enough. People give because they want to give. If they expected a quid pro quo, quo, to use the phrase you've heard so much recently, a this for that, a tit for tat, a response equivalent to the gift, well, it wouldn't be a gift. It would just be an exchange. So don't be afraid just to say thank you. A phone call, a card. In today's virtual world, maybe a text will do. Best of all, a face-to-face thank you, maybe with a hug. As a father, I have come to value the expressions of unsolicited gratitude as invaluable grace. When my sons recognize and acknowledge by just saying, thanks, Dad, wow, that's all I ever need. The simple message is simple and important. Be aware, be grateful, say thank you, and live in response. Not paying back the giver, but paying forward, passing that grace to someone else. There is a simple message, but with Scripture, as always, there's more. Of course, in this age of angry divisions, observing political implications in Scripture is fraught. Even though many commentators believe all biblical stories are political, because the Bible start to finish is concerned about caring for people. And caring for people requires that we notice the way status and economics contribute to the ordering of society, to the systems of hierarchies that create unnecessary divisions, the inequalities of haves and have-nots. So if you can hear it today, here's the broader story. For lepers, the untouchable incurables of that world, ironically, their devastating disease had overcome all divisions. Lepers were united in their alienation from society. Regardless of race or religion or nationality, they were all other. But as soon as Jesus healed them, those once reconciled divisions reemerged. 
Much like the black and white soldiers who fought inseparably in the jungles of Vietnam, but who were immediately divided by racial prejudice when they returned to American soil, the same dynamic was true for the Samaritan. The division was deep and wide, bitter and bigoted. Through racial and geographic barriers, many in Israel regarded Samaritans as half-breeds, foreigners. Having polluted Jewish blood for centuries before, there was a racial animus as strong as any we have known in this country. And belonging to a region outside of Israel, upon crossing that invisible national boundary, the Samaritan entered a foreign land, now visibly an outsider, instantly an alien. The hatred of the Samaritan was as strong as any demonizing of immigrants is today. The story says Jesus had cleansing power, healing control over disease. But we have no stories, no stories in the Bible of Jesus wiping out bigotry and racism and xenophobia the othering of people which separates us across lines of pigmentation and belief and imaginary geographical boundaries. Yes, Jesus could heal their skin, but cleansing the heart of a nation bent on stigmatizing and ostracizing the foreigner is another matter altogether. Across the centuries, little has changed. Doctors can heal the body, but the hatred of the immigrant remains. So if you want to hear it honestly today, this is the context of the story. Having been once united by disease, now free to live free, only the racially other immigrant returns in gratitude. And even knowing that the healing Jesus has offered will not touch the painful othering he will face as he walks free across the land, even so, he returns to say thank you. Gratitude, even so. The critique ought to be clear enough for today. Scripture is consistent and unequivocal on the matter, we must recognize the stranger in our midst. Over and over, Jesus challenges the elitisms of religious and national arrogance. Over and over, it is the outcast, the foreigner who is praised for her faith. Over and over, Jesus commends the immigrant over the native the pagan over the religious insider, the unorthodox over the pure, and set in this context, healed but not made whole, cleansed but still excluded, a deeper insight into gratitude emerges. The Samaritan knew that the alienation he would face as he returned home had not been cured would not be cured by Jesus. Even so, he offered gratitude. And so it is in this world, in a world not yet free. Grace, powerful as it is, 
is always only partial healing. Mama survived the surgery, sparing her life. Even so, the tumor remains. The new job means better benefits, less travel. Even so, there's still the debt and all that stress. My recent cataract surgery restored reading vision in my left eye. Even so, a new cataract is already forming in the right eye. Gratitude, even so. So the, merit, so the Samaritan, understandably the least likely to feel grateful, teaches us the truth of gratitude. In a world that is not yet free, healing will always be partial, victories impermanent, joys incomplete. But without gratitude for the grace we do experience along the way, disappointment will destroy us. The words are now well known, discovered, scratched on the wall of a German concentration camp. Three simple lines. I believe in the sun even when it's not shining. I believe in love even when I don't feel it. I believe in God even when God is silent. Gratitude is born of hope. And for people of faith, gratitude becomes the only way to navigate a life of inevitable twists and turns, the disappointments that will come. Gratitude is the only way forward to a new day. So let us choose today to be grateful, even so. May it be so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you. Thank you.